0: Welcome back to sit down startup podcast i'm pedro
1: and i'm tara thanks for listening in and subscribing to our podcast we promise to keep bringing you stories of fascinating startups navigating the changing tides of 2020 you'll see that our guests continue to drive growth and innovation while putting customer experience at the heart of their success and that only helps as startups build for a new future
0: As our world goes topsy-turvy, we will bring inspirational stories of makers building their business in their living room, like the good old scrappy days. Our leaders will discuss how to acquire new customers, delivery empathy in your communication, and how products can impact the overall experience.
1: Our next guest is Sophia Bike, co-founder at CodeSignal. Sophia didn't set out to start a company, as you'll soon hear. Still, in 2015, she and her co-founder launched a technical skills assessment platform called CodeSignal. They take the bias out of hiring for technical roles like engineering and more, helping recruiters with hiring objectivity. But CodeSignal didn't start out as CodeSignal, and Sophia tells that story beautifully.
0: We brought in Ryan Nichols, who is an executive-in-residence at Zendesk to help Sophia tell the story. Ryan is a serial entrepreneur and active member of the startup ecosystem. He spent his time advising and mentoring founders of early-stage SaaS companies while supporting Zendesk's biggest ambition of disrupting the telephony industry. He hired many engineers across his ventures in startup land. I can guarantee you this will be a fascinating conversation that will open your eyes when hiring your employees. Are you ready? Let's sit down and start up.
2: So, uh, here we are, Sophia sitting down, having a virtual coffee. So, uh, I have to ask, how do you enjoy your coffee?
3: Um, I, like, I like pour over, usually. Just, you know, clean, nothing, edit, just, you know, chemics, usually. How about you? What's your favorite drink?
2: Well, I'm a I'm a pour over person myself. I tell you, it was a uh, it was a crisis in my house when we ran out of Chemex filters during shelter in place. So thank goodness that has resolved. The pour overs can continue, but uh, but nothing nothing better than a good pour over. Um, well, Sophia, we we heard your bio, uh, very impressive background. I'd love to hear just a little bit more about yourself and and your journey to found Code Signal.
3: Yeah, um, so I kind of have a. Kind of a roundabout way i didn't necessarily start out in my college dorm where you know i'm gonna start my own startup or anything um i i first started my career in finance in investment banking and i actually covered the technology sector technology sector was something that i've been always been interested in so that was my part and then i realized i really get want to be involved in a more at the operational level than just you know meeting the companies when they need to raise funding or go public and so on. So um, I made my kind of a way through um, actually going to the business school and then joining a technology company and then from there I think I kind of uh, went to a smaller company and smaller company and then I uh, ended up meeting my co-founder Tigran NRM and Kind of a join, join the forces there, and I think what really big thing that resonated with me uh, in terms of what they were already working on was that it was uh, trying to kind of uh, make the entire engineering hiring process much more about skills rather than pedigree or resume or whatever background or schools you happen to have on your resume, and.
2: I was just going to say, Sophia, like based on that background, there's so many parallels with my own personal story, right? Like liberal arts, business school, I did consulting instead of banking before moving into technology. But clearly, like you would hire me and I would hire you just based on those parallels in our resume. But that's actually a pretty big problem, isn't it? It
3: is. It is, and um, I don't know whether you had a similar experience breaking into management consulting, but for me, it was no. But like, no big banks were coming to our my school to recruit anyone, so it was really, and everybody also asked for you know I want to see a previous finance experience on your resume, and then I was like. Uh, I'm trying to get my first internship and you're asking me for you know experience I don't have it right so like somebody like everybody needs to start somewhere to get that on their resumes but it's a like currently I think people are yeah basing off of you know if you went to good school then I want to give you a chance versus if you didn't go to good school then we're not gonna give you a chance then like one cannot start the career there so yeah I think that's uh, definitely something
2: and how does code signal change that?
3: Yeah, so uh, the big part is we are, you know, I think the software engineering hiring was actually a good place to start because it's a type of a job that requires hard skills and hard skills are easier to measure, right? I mean, our customers, you know, often ask us like, oh, can, do you have an assessment for other jobs like marketing or sales and so on? Maybe in the future we'll get there, but Starting with the software engineering hiring, I think you know, you can, uh, if you can start measure skills at a larger scale and in an objective way, then now you have a better alternative to those resumes, right? So I think CoSignal um, enables the recruiters and hiring managers to really be able to put it into their day-to-day process because it's as easy or even easier to use skills data through CodeSignal, then you know trying to comb through resumes and you know do the keyword search and so on. So I think um, having very accurate data on someone's skill level is easily available to you. I think that was the kind of the game changer. Um, I think in the past companies tried to have this skill assessment step so that they really get to know the. Uh, Candidates, but it was kind of done manually, right? So you you create a test on your own, which is its own (laughs) bias and uh, compliance issue. But you create a test, send it to the candidate, they complete it, and then it has to go back to somebody in the technical team to review, and that can also introduce a lot of bias because, like you know, if you're reviewing things manually, but then. But you can only do that for so many candidates, right? So you cannot do that at the at the very beginning of the process, which is where most of the uh, kind of a bias-driven, regiment-driven screening is happening. Like you do that at the very kind of end of the process. By that point, um, you know people are all screened out. <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Now, this is, uh, I love that. Uh, but Code Signal wasn't always Code Signal, right? You all started in a slightly different direction?
3: Yeah. And I, so we started as a code fight where um, it was like a place for programmers to come and practice their skills and learn. Through the community, so think about it as like a Candy Crush Saga, like where you get to solve a problem and then you level up, then you can open new new question, and you can also use the forum to talk to others and learn from others. And uh, and we we had a because we had a data on everybody's uh, skill level because like if you are good, then you can reach the farther stage in that um, progress we were offering the service of, you know, matching that particular programmer to employers. Because what we found is that there are so many talented engineers and like they don't even have a computer science degree. They don't even have a formal education in programming, but they're very talented. And I think it's also the type of a job, like you actually learn by doing things more than like in the classroom anyway. So. So that was kind of our business model where we introduced um, talented candidates to the customers based on the data we have about uh, their achievement on our platform. Uh, and then we start hearing from our customers that they want to actually like, know this skill data, not only from the candidates, a small group of candidates that we are introducing, but, but for all of their candidates who are applying to them. So that's when we decided, oh, we already have the technology. Uh, can we actually enable, empower our recruiters to be able to gather those skills data? So that's when we pivoted into code signal and so on.
2: Makes sense. Well, uh, the Candy Crush uh, analogy, I've never wasted any time uh, on that game. So that analogy really doesn't work for me at all. I don't understand that. <laughs> but, but I do love, Sophia, how like that pivot... Was a result of of following your customers and listening to your customers, which is you know I guess what this what this is all about. And now, of course, you're working with such an incredible set of customers, right? You know, Uber, Robinhood, Square, Postmates. Um, I mean, tell us about your work for, for those for those companies. Like, how does uh, how does CodeSignal help them with their hiring?
3: Yeah, so I think there are several kind of a ways that we help our customers. Uh, I think the first first of all is kind of a a lot of these companies have um, they' are technology companies so hiring very high caliber software engineers is really critical to their success and growth so we really kind of uh, enable their technical recruiters to focus on skills so um, so what that means is that when candidate applies to their um, their job then they can present their skill data to the recruiter so that it you know if you meet certain, threshold on the technical skill set, then you move fast forward, you know, fast track to uh, the next round of interview so that you can quickly focus on uh, qualified candidates rather than spending time with everyone in the same way and kind of losing some of the most talented people. So I think the efficiency that we bring in because we zoom in on uh, skills from the very early stage of the process, uh, that's I think one big thing. I think the second part is also um, putting this skills assessment at the very top of the funnel means now you can actually afford to assess a lot more candidates than you would have. So what that enabled our customers to do is actually give a chance to everyone and anyone Um, instead of, you know, we only have time to talk to this many candidates because it's an automated assessment process. So what we've heard is um, our customers were able to find candidates who they would have never considered beforehand. um, And also from the underprivileged groups like underrepresented groups. Like if maybe they didn't have college degrees and they, they would not have passed the resume round, but because now they show uh, a clear skill level and demonstrated a quality, now they want to have an interview. And you know, nobody has to waste their time on trying to um, kind of both see who's good and who's not good in that sense. It's already pre-filtered in that way. Wow. And then I think, yeah.
2: well I mean just 2020 just feels like the year the world needs code signal right but in part for that reason right where the role you play in helping companies that like Zendesk right are, are very serious about our efforts to promote your diversity equity and inclusion and you know so much of the systematic racism in the system lives in what is a traditional hiring process and I think it's really interesting to break the role that you can play in breaking through that in, in changing that. Um, what's the what's the expression? I love it. It's an it's a nonprofit that you are involved in, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we have a, a kind of a, a kind of a sister movement that's going on. It's called the Go Beyond Resumes, and that's an, uh, You know what we realize is that you know we do our part as a company for software engineering hiring process, but I think there is a lot more, a lot bigger kind of a cultural shift that needs to take place. Right. So this is a movement for any hiring. Like, let's think about what are we really trying to um, look for in our can- ideal candidates and, you know, think beyond resumes to find that specific skill set, qualifications, um, or potentials to, um, to be at the center of the hiring process rather than, you know, simple kind of a resume part. Because, you know, I think someone mentioned how um, skills are evenly distributed, but opportunities are not. And I think we we tend to gravitate towards um, you know people who already have the, have had a right opportunity, either going to very prestigious schools or having worked at a very well known companies. But everybody needs to start somewhere. And if we can give the opportunities to Um, more people in a more equitable way, I think that's a, that's a start. So uh, there is that uh, movement that uh, we are supporting and being part of. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Go beyond the resume. I love it. Uh, Of course, the other reason that it feels like 2020 is the year that world needs code signal is that it's one thing to try to make some of these changes to your hiring process in uh, last year's world, where we were doing mm-hmm. in-person interviews and uh, spending a lot of time in person with each other, and of course, um, as companies respond to the COVID nineteen process and and figure out how they can continue to hire and grow in this in this uh, in this new moment, of course, Signal plays a role in that as well, right? With remote hiring, tell, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's becoming more and more of a focus for our customers' needs, uh, right? So that uh, with the COVID-19, everybody is kind of a working from home and shelter in place. So uh, what that means is that all this on-site, sort of called, where you invite your candidate to come to the office physically and you know conduct a series of interviews that needs to go virtual <laughs> to the virtual world. So um, we've we already had a product uh, called Signal Interview that was the remote interviewing tools and those were usually used actually like as the the last last step before onsite interview in pre-COVID world, but now that's actually becoming the tool for the entire on-site interview process. And what we, so yeah, after this shelter in place went into effect, we heard from many existing customers as well as prospective customers um, about that. Like, and the big things that they mentioned is like, how can I create a, a candidate experience that's, you know, equivalent to having them on-site and meeting them in person, right? Because um, people still need to make that connection, you know, to make a, a big decision, like I want to work at this company or not. Uh, the second part was um, some of the on-site, typical on-site interview process included a whiteboarding session in technical Sure, hiring. you always
2: hop up on the whiteboard, right? That's how do you, how do you right. get around that? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, so a lot of our customers have asked us to, like, you know, can you solve this problem for us? We need to have a whiteboarding as a part of the technical interview. Um, And so we actually, you know, as a a startup, we move pretty fast and we kind of, uh, the leadership got together and then mentioned that this has to be our priority to support our customers because this is the big problem that they are facing right now. Um, So we were able to quickly launch our virtual whiteboarding tools and we've also just updated, you know, take it to the next level already um, as of uh, uh, this week. So yeah, so that experience has become much bigger. So like, for example, now you can not only code in the collaborative editing tool during the interview process, but you can also open up a whiteboard and then draw diagrams to explain your you know, system architecture that you are um, trying to explain to the, the interviewer. And, you know, things like we've also enabled our video conferencing to be not just a little thumbnail, but the entire full screen experience, because, you know, there is a portion during the whole on-site interview where you just, you know, talk get to know each other as people and, you know, talk instead of actually writing a code or Um, drawing things right so those are some of the changes that you know from the product side as well as you know customer success side that we've uh, really brought in because customers have told us that they need these these features and experiences
2: well, and anytime there's so much change, right? The only following your customers through that change is the only thing that informs your roadmap and what's important. And uh, it, I think it's a great example of, of CodeSignal doing that. What do you think, Sophia? Like, do we, is there ever, is this the new normal? Like what happens after we technically don't need to be doing it? Like right now, there's no choice, right? This is the only way to be doing interviews. That's going to change, right? Does What does the new normal look like, do you think?
3: Yeah, I think... I mean, what we are seeing in the industry is that, you know, it's it's probably going to stay and really change fundamentally how we think about not only interviewing someone, but also where we hire people. Right, because now everyone has worked in the remote setting as a team and now people know that it's not as scary as it sounded like and maybe some people prefers it that way more, more for safety reasons or other personal reasons and so on so what we are seeing is that um, it's not only that people are conduct- conducting and will continue to conduct their final stage on-site interviews online or virtually or remotely but also they are opening jobs that are fully remote positions. And I think what that also does is uh, actually a great outcome of this whole shift, which is now you don't have to actually limit yourself to candidates who are available in certain geographic location or who are willing to relocate to that geographic location, but really open up your candidate pool to. Anywhere in the world, right? So now you can focus on hiring the most talented, the most um, uh, qualified candidates from anywhere in the world, rather than either you have to be already here or you know you're willing to relocate to this location, which I think uh, limits the choices and also it brings up the uh, the competition even even more.
2: So you and I are both uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. What do you think that trend means for places like this that have really banked on that uh, importance of proximity and in location as? Really, what's been fueling all the growth and change in the Bay Area? What what happens to places like this?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I you know hear things like the the rent the rental prices in the San Francisco area has been actually going down already because now people uh, choose to move out of the Bay Area to live and and but still have the option to either continue to work for the same employer or finding you know new opportunities. So yeah, I think we will see some changes in terms of. Um, maybe I think the companies who are having headquarters in the Bay Area will continue to have. I think there is also advantages of being in the ecosystem where you see uh, you're exposed to new technology and innovation fast and, you know, being facilitated. But I think more and more companies will start having the option of uh, working remotely or hiring remotely going forward. And I mean, that's kind of... um, um, you know that's why we actually also started our company in the bay area because it you know we get to be very close to our co- potential customers um and uh be in the kind of a, the force of a momentum of a, the new change and new initiatives and innovation that's happening and um but i mean that's because of also our vision like currently we are small so we want to focus on um serving our you know, customer segment who are the technology companies based in the Bay Area. But our goal is to not just like stopping here, but really any company um, who's hiring for who hiring engineers can hopefully uh, see the value of code signal and be able to really put skills at the center of uh, their hiring process. And, you know, these days, Everybody hires software engineer, right? From the brick and mortar companies to traditional, um, you know, financial firms, or yeah, regardless of the sector. So that's that's really the whole.
2: Well, it's a it's a it's a massive market with massive change. Uh, it's it's so exciting, such an exciting opportunity. What's what's next for CodeSignal?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, as I mentioned, the being able to serve our core customer group well and then, you know, kind of going beyond that is one. Um, I think the other one is, I mean, we really want to make sure. um, I think we have one of the most kind of technically uh, solid product out there and solution out there to really support our customers. Uh, in this time of transition and change, right? So uh, we are continuing to put a lot of efforts in making sure that we deliver on those customers' expectations um, to enable a seamless and effective interviewing experience, you know, although they are doing it remotely. Um, So perfecting that and making sure that our, a lot of our customers can really benefit from um, from that would be the, the key focus for the, at least for the next year and so on.
2: Well, it's uh, it's exciting times and I look forward to keeping tabs on uh, on Signal, on your own journey, Sophia, and um, hey, hopefully uh, grabbing a real pour over uh, one of these days. Uh, although I have to say in a hot afternoon, um, I've got a nice cold brew soaking right now that I, I probably need to go check on. So Thank you for taking this time to chat. It was uh, really good to have this conversation.
3: Yeah, same here. Really nice to uh, meet you virtually and hopefully we'll get together another time in, in person.
0: Thanks for joining us, Sophia. It was a fantastic conversation, extremely relevant for the current times we are living. I really enjoy hearing that by listening to their customers, Code Signal pivot the company business, positioning them to solve a very urgent issue that we face in the tech industry. The lack of diversity among engineers and other employees that tech companies hire. As we keep learning, unconscious bias is a serious issue that can damage the long-term culture of your startup. Putting your efforts since day one to bridge that gap will make a significant impact on the future of your business. Thanks for building software that focuses less on degree and more on skills. Please keep going with the Beyond Resume movement. I'm a fan.
1: I couldn't agree more, Pedro, and Ryan said it best. The world needs code Signal now more than ever. One of my takeaways of this conversation was that great customer experience starts inside the company. Leaders need to focus on building a great experience for their talent, starting with how they hire. I also love how CodeSignal puts skills at the center of their hiring process, really changing the mindset of how most tech companies do their recruiting strategy today. I can't wait to hear what's next for CodeSignal. Maybe they can expand to help our customers hire the best-in-class customer support professionals. Wink, wink.
0: And if you like this episode, tune in next with Magnus Peterson, CEO and Mindler, one of the fastest growing Swedish startups. And don't forget to rate us on your podcast of choice, subscribe and share. It's summertime. Give yourself a Zoom break.
1: And when Pedro and I are not recording this podcast, we are part of Zendesk for startups. If you're a startup, go to www.zendesk.com forward slash startups and sign up to join our program.
0: Qualified companies get six months free of Zendesk software for customer support, sales and customer engagement teams.
1: They also get connected with our exclusive community of leaders and partners who are changing the landscape of customers' experiences. Talk to you next time.
0: Stay hungry.